Hello and welcome to another episode of Box Office Quarterbacks Nerd Shit Edition. This time we're going to be wrapping up She-Hulk in the nine episode uh, television show we got through Disney Plus starring Tatiana Maslany. Uh, with me is my good friend Ahmed. Ahmed, how's it doing down there in Houston? It's way too hot up here in Seattle right now. Supposedly there's going to be a cold front, so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm fighting a cold right now, so I got my tea uh, with me. So if I don't sound... How, How did, did I get a cold? cold? In the humidity. I have, I have no idea. I wish I could tell you, but it's also flu season, so. <laughs> yeah, that's that is fair. That is fair. But let's uh, let's get down the brass tacks, as they do say in She-Hulk, and hit the road running because I want to talk about this finale. This finale was different. It was interesting. Um, it was fun. It actually gave some closure to some things to me, and um, but also opened up for a season two and possibly even a feature film. Um, overall, I think the show gets a lot of flack from the um, a very specific group. Thou that wish um the name shall not you um what is it how do they say it in Harry Potter, uh the who not be who shall not be named they who shall not be named <laughs> they who shall not be named in this case, um, but that is a very obvious group that is the main villain in this um show, and I think that makes sense for kind of the um the theme they were going for. What about you, Ahmed? That, you know, it, it it completely came out of left field for me. And I loved that that was the approach because she's not your typical superhero. And obviously, you know, someone like her who is successful, um, young and single and attractive, she's going to get some um, some flack from people. I'm, I mean, even Miss Marvel herself got some uh, some hate because she was South Asian, um, in addition to being a little girl. But uh, I like that that was a villain, but I, I think I disagree with you on the whole part of closure, just because I felt like it was so open-ended. And then, I guess we'll get into it later, but the whole rewrite kind of confused the hell out of me. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll get to that part later. Um, but I can see how you say it was open, and there was a lot of things that were unanswered, but I feel like we got a lot of, good stuff from the show um i feel like we did get a great law comedy um for example two of my favorite actors in this show are my characters um ginger gonzaga's nikki ramos and josh sagata is on pug um they their relationship was very sitcom-y very um buddy cop type sitcom-y and it just it was funny i wanted to see more of it um just little things like that um she Tatiana Maslani herself i loved her i enjoyed her that and um speaking again of the they who shall not be named group but um i think that's why this show gets a lot of the flack it gets is because um what it does and what miss marvel did to a, a little bit lesser of an extent i think because i think they were maybe a little more afraid to go that far with that one but um <clears throat> it holds a mirror up to society saying like this is what you look like in our world in our world where anybody can get powers whether it be woman or white black southeast asian um, you, your society is going to attack them. And instead of there always being that big, bad supervillain, it might just be the guy behind the keyboard. It yeah. might just be that guy. So, and I, and I think that's why basement. it gets a lot of flack because the people, a lot of people who do like this kind of content, there is a, there is a, a good amount of people who probably, I guess, subscribe to those beliefs. And they get a lot of flack whenever they have to look in the mirror and they see what they look like. So that's kind of where I'm at with this show. 
Yeah. I, I like also when there was that dialogue about, you know, they it, the characters themselves are talking smack about She-Hulk. And they're like, and sure, you know, um, maybe I sound sexist, but what? there's no such thing as a man Hulk. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, but this is the arguments that some of them will have. They're, that's how incoherent they sound. Yeah. And like, I mean, it was a perfect mirror. Um, I, 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 and let's go ahead and slip in the spoilers for the finale. So if you haven't seen it at this point, um, go watch it. I, I think we both at least highly recommend finishing off the show, especially if you finished it. And um, if you enjoy it, I think you'll very and much enjoy this one with a huge call out to one of the bigger storylines in the comics. So um, that people talk about. So, um, but going into it now, she does break that fourth wall. And mm. breaks it so much that like people on Twitter were saying they thought their Disney Plus broke. Um, like so, if you haven't, if you have seen it now, you know that she jumps out of the screen and jumps through Disney Plus into um, Marvel Assembled. I think is what it is, which is like a special it does with some like how they made some of the movies or other projects. Um, yeah. And she goes and talks to Kevin, which is a robot um, for Kevin Feige, and the actual EP for the entire cinematic universe. So um has a whole conversation there. She has a few X-Men callouts there. It's a lot of fun stuff. Again, this is exactly the kind of stuff we saw in her comic run. Um, she literally does it in one comic. She breaks through the pages and the writers are like, hey, but we're already on printing. We're already on printing. She's like, I don't give a shit. We're going to fix this. Like, <laughs> See, so, I, I haven't read the comics, so I didn't get that part. I just was like, wait, you could do this the whole time? <laughs> yeah. So it's, I mean, like, it's um, it's a fourth wall break, right? So, like, obviously, this is a very deep cut fourth wall break. Um, and it's not something they're ever just going to do to fix something. You know, like, if Thanos is snapped, they're not going to fourth wall break out of a Thanos snap, you know? Like, there's serious parts of it. Um, <clears throat> but, like, I I could see them doing this occasionally. I'm interested to see how um, she and Dare, not Daredevil, Deadpool do it together. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting because you know she was the one that did it originally. She was the first one to do it. Deadpool was never even a fourth wall breaker. His first, series. Um, he was sent back to a comic writer who was known to write heroes or villains or heroes who were going to die, and they were going to end the run. So he went to like the comic graveyard, and that guy just decided he's going to break the fourth wall with Deadpool. And Deadpool since has grown exponentially, I'd say. See, these are why I wish I would have read comics more, but sadly I don't. Um, no, but I think that brings a great question. And sorry, I don't mean to be taking over the entire podcast. But, no, you're good. Um, obviously, this is a show that I really enjoyed and I want to see more of. But um, for someone who hasn't seen comics, it is just somebody who enjoys this kind of content, but also is going to critique it whenever he sees flaws. What is uh, what, what do you see wrong? I was hoping for more of a legal drama. I thought we didn't get that until we saw Daredevil, um, Matt Murdock, played by uh, Charlie Cox. Um, and full disclosure, I never actually saw Daredevil. I maybe saw like one or two episodes, but I just never watched the entire series. So when I say I liked the chemistry between the two, it has nothing to do with the fact that um, I like seeing another character. Um in that and i thought that was the biggest flaw with the show is they just kept bringing in more guest stars when 
Tatiana Maslany should have been the only one there. We should have just been hearing more of her struggle. Every time we saw her um, interacting, just living her life, that was my favorite part. When she was going on failed dates, whenever she was, you know, uh, fighting for herself, I thought that was amazing. But every time they introduced Wong, I thought, or, or just somebody else, I just thought, wow, they really want us to like the show. So they're just going to throw in this celebrity cameo, if you will. Um, even, you know, like, of course, you have to have the Hulk in it. But it was a good thing that they only had him for one episode. And the ending where that, there's like some weird revelation where he's like, hey, everyone, this is my offspring. Like, wow, now all I can think about is Hulk's son. That's all I can think about now, sadly, because it has because no, as the show's episode is called, whose show is this? I don't know. I wish I could tell you. I don't know. Um, and the fact that she could rewrite it made me go, wait, why the hell didn't you just do this a lot earlier in the series? Um, but yeah, I, I, I did it. I did like the show, but I just would have liked to see more of her. Uh, I would have liked to just see more of like how she grew as a, as a lawyer, as a superhero, whatever. I can see that. I can, I cannot, I can, I think I can agree with it. Um, let's go ahead and walk into our favorite characters. Then I think me and you might be the same with our number ones, um, being Tatiana Maslany. Um, but some of the other characters I liked, I mentioned Nikki Ramos and pug. Um, I did enjoy Charlie Cox because I loved seeing Daredevil be a whore and have to do a walk of shame, even though it was really more like a walk of fame for him. He seemed to very much enjoy that. Oh, he yeah. almost high-fived that girl. Um, he did. <laughs> and um, I think I'm going to go with Tim Roth's Abomination as my last one, as my um, top actors for this show. I think my top would have to be um... – I, I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more of um, Jamila Jamil, uh, who plays the villain um, Tatiana, which completely blows my mind since one of them is named Tatiana, but her real name is Tatiana. You know what I mean? But yeah. I, I would have really liked to see more of her because it just seems like they didn't do enough with her character. And especially if she was supposed to be the villain, um, I would have liked to see more of that. Uh, but she didn't get enough screen time and then they just kind of threw her in. They literally just threw her in in the final episode. And I just feel like as someone who's kind of got like a minor crush on Jamila Jamil, we got robbed. <laughs> yeah. She was actually one of my least favorite. Cause they didn't do enough with her character, Gerald. If they I mean, I like, I like her care. Like I like the actress I do. Cause um, I loved her in what was it? The good place. Yeah. She did an um, amazing job. And um, so I was really looking forward when I, but then I, I agree. Like it was the weakest part of the show for me was Titania's uh, storyline. It just, it didn't. Titania. Titania. Yeah. Uh, it just didn't, I don't know. It, it just wasn't that exciting to me. Um, when she tried to sue She-Hulk and like, I liked the fact that we got back in the courtroom and I liked all that stuff, you know, mm -hmm. um, it was just also like, I don't know what I was expecting, but yeah. Titania seemed almost a little overacted, which surprised me for Jamila Jamil. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't a huge fan of her for that reason. Um, but I digress. 
<laughs> but um, I guess we'll go ahead and go with um, one of our, I guess, favorite scenes and or episodes. If you have a whole episode that you thought was your favorite. Uh, for me, my favorite was just the whole fourth wall break at the end. Um, just the Easter eggs we got, the fun we got. I guess some of the personality we saw from her um, standing up for herself, what she believes in and everything. And also, I, I kind of do like this ending better because it would have been really annoying to have just another, oh, hero's blood was stolen and used to turn, make a supervillain storyline. Yeah. So, and, and it was funny how they got out of that, too, because it was building up to that. You know, uh, Tatiana says, and they're like, when was this going to happen? But like in episode two, whenever the, uh, the three guys tried to stab her and take her blood, like that was like this whole thing's been setting up, right? Mm. Um. But I do agree that it was just too much. You know, I don't think the show needed that. I think the show needed a courtroom type thing. And her giving that last argument at the end, I think, was perfect for this show. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite, uh, it's going to sound really messed up, but my favorite scene probably had to be the second to last episode, that very end part where you know they're kind of blasting her while she's supposed to be accepting this award and they're like also she's a slut and you have this sex tape of her and it was just like a no like my heart started beating really fast and i just felt really connected like this poor thing and naturally she has any kind of reaction but the world is watching as uh they said in black panther the world is watching so don't do anything crazy. But it was too late because all they saw was some crazy lady. And it just, I felt so bad. But at the same time, as a viewer, I was like, now I feel your pain. How are you going to get over this? And sadly, it was kind of glossed over towards the end. Um, but that's what they did in the comics, I guess. But I just, that was when I felt like, okay, now this is where, like, we're finally going to, experience some drama but aside from that i really liked the the legal scene between her and charlie cox where they were going back and forth uh matt murdoch as daredevil um just seeing them go back and forth and try to outwit each other i love their on-screen chemistry together um and that's kind of why i was disappointed that it was like damn it just started getting good <laughs> you know I, I really do hope that season two has her moving to New York um, to live in Hell's Kitchen with Matt Murdock. Uh, Daredevil right born again. I think it hymns early 2023. Um, so have that one be about him managing a relationship long distance with She-Hulk. And at the end, she moves back over there. And then season two can be She-Hulk in New York. She's fighting crime there. And I think her... Um, fighting with maybe a Luke Cage, a Jessica Jones, and Spider-Man supposed to be going back to being a street-level hero. So having Spider-Man in there, and I'm just going super nerdgasm right now, just throwing all these crazy-ass theories. But that's just stuff that I think would be, like, my favorite next steps. I don't think it'll actually happen. But it is interesting to see the horror of Matt Murdock be back on the screen. Because yeah. he like that is a very comic accurate portrayal of him so that's a lot of fun but overall i want to get into our grades so we don't waste much more time here um so we don't have to also rely on air to edit even longer as a fourth wall break of our own here <laughs> but um let's get to our ratings for me i'm going to sit on a strong starter for this one um it's not the best show ever it's not um i wish it was i do love every i don't 
hate stuff about this show, but as Ahmed was very clear and he was right, I do think there are plenty of also other factors you can point out that make this show bad to an extent and not for everybody. It is funny. It can be exciting. Um, and I think a little charming too at times, I, I think. Um, there are also very glaring issues. But if your issue is CGI, then I think you need to get off your 2007 ass and realize that that's a stupid excuse to use anymore. Because ever since, I don't know, 2010, CGI has been so great that at this point, it's just uncanny valley. That's why you don't like certain things. Because it's uncanny that it looks so realistic. And or yeah. just a, almost a little weird. Um because if we live through the Harry Potters and like Shrek ones of the world, I think we can live through this. Um, we also got Incredible Hulk 2008, and that one was very bad. So, I, I mean, think if that's your only complaint about the show, then you got to find other things to complain about. But as Alma said, there are things. It is a strong starter. It's fun. I, it's funny. It's adventurous. It agreed. does the job. Agreed. Uh, I, I, I share the same uh, rating. It's a strong starter. Um, it is charming. It is witty. It is. It has so much potential, but the glaring issues belie all that. You know, you just can't really look past the, oh, that's it? Oh, I would have liked to see more of this. And that's just what really hurts me. Um, and also, you know, whenever I come to, whenever I start rating movies or TV shows, I always, you know, seem critical, but I am also of the opinion that it needs to have rewatchability. This one doesn't. I wouldn't rewatch any of the episodes again. See, I, I, I'm different. I do want to rewatch them, but also I'll rewatch just about anything. Um, so, um, if it's a superhero stuff, I'll probably cool. rewatch. They just it. shake yeah. the, those those eyes everywhere, letting anybody in. Yeah, I'm like a 7-Eleven open 24-7, man. doesn't matter what day of the week, holidays or not. Um, my eyes are watching something superhero stuff, and I'll probably re-watch it. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, like, and I think the biggest complaint you had that really changed me from an all-star to a starter was that it does have an almost, like, every episode has to have a guest star. And it was funny, because she made that joke in the trailer and in the first episode itself. So, like... And while I love the like the the special guests or the guest stars, there like I said, the only one I didn't like was Titania that much. Titania, um, the other ones were great. Charlie Cox was fucking fantastic, but um, it is it does like as a show for She Hulk, there are times where it's like, can we get back to the She Hulk drama? Yes. So um, it's a strong starter for me. Um, nearly an all-star just because that is a very good complaint and for a lot of people that's going to get on their nerves but um is there anything else Ahmed, that you'd like to add no we miss eric and jeff uh they are taking a much needed break we'll miss them uh, and we'll see them whenever we're back for another spooky season episode yeah we're working on spooky season stuff i know i need to watch halloween ends this week so me and jeff can do a podcast on that one uh, maybe midweek sometime um but we are excited to do that. Jeff and Eric have a great time. I know Jeff and Eric both actually have birthdays this weekend. I believe it's both of their significant others, uh, girlfriend and wife's happy birthday to the all and them. Have a great weekend. And um, thank you guys for watching Box Office Quarterbacks. Stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on social media at Box Office QBs on all platforms. That'll be enough. <laughs>